preachers preach the word. There was something that um, I believe it was Jack Graham this morning. He said something that really struck my heart. He mentioned the fact of the cradle and the cross. And that if Jesus, the virgin birth and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ coming into the world. When it says God so loved the world that he gave, that, that babe right there at that time, God says, see, I love you. And so the, from the cradle to the cross, how faithful have our God been to draw us to himself? And so we're talking about the ultimate name that's involved in this whole process. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father God, as we come this morning, we thank you for your word and what it has to say to us. We thank you, Lord, that this whole idea of the importance of a name makes a difference as to how we hear, how we respond, how we feel. So Lord, help us to understand that in this whole process, your name is high and lifted up. And you've made it very clear to us not to take your name in vain, foolishly, out of context. You are a holy God. So in our time together, then let's open the classroom and uh, do some uh, observations here as we move toward that time when we collectively observe the Lord's birth for the purpose of our salvation. What's in Jesus' name we pray. Now, all saints said, amen, amen. Well, as we uh, go to our uh, first slide then. Here we go. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6. And you'll, we'll see this again. For to us a child is born. To us is uh, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom. To establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this name, time, forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This again, I say we'll be coming back to this, but I think it's important to understand about the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and about a name, period, how important it is. Let's go forward. In our is 
um, you don't know how to respond. It, with, with, a, with a baby being born, that well, um, we had a successful birth. What do you think the first question would come out? What what's the name of the other baby? They they tell they talk about the weight and everything. Yeah, yeah, but what? And they do not tell you the name. And guess what you start saying? Well, what is your baby's name? Names are very important. When it comes down to medicine, you better pick up the right thing because you know what? It has all of them have labels, and um, don't pick up the wrong one, or you're gonna have problems. See, everything have names. Uh, and the purpose of the names is to keep us on target. Well, I maybe get ahead of myself. So when uh, they, the Lord, the Lord laid on my mother's heart to call me Donald. And so I said, well, what does Donald mean? Okay. So I went, I went and did the research. I don't know what she did the research, but uh, Donald means leader. I said, oh, okay. All right. Uh, but in the Old Testament, they gave you a name based on your character, based on what you're capable of doing. That's why we were, what the law says, don't you ever call a person stupid. Or uh, uh, when you ridicule a person like that, when you, you say that they are, because now the word is fool, the right word. Don't ever call a person a fool because the Bible says the moment you call them a fool, you define their personhood. And they were made in my image and in my likeness. So when you call them a fool, it's an insult to me. I don't care what they're doing, what they don't you ever call them a fool, or you'll be in danger of hell's fire. God is concerned about the names we label on individuals. We cannot afford to call anyone stupid or dumb. You're defining their personhood. If you're not encouraging their potential. Well, I better go on and get this going with these notes here. There are three questions are asked, either verbal or nonverbal. Why is a name so important? The next, what effects, effects should it have on me? And what is my responsibility in receiving and using this information? The person says, that person that you just... Um, May friends with what it to be. For 10 years, he has been uh, a thief and stealing from everyone. See, now once you label that, then perception affects reception. You see, regardless of how the person acts, the well, the person told me, I'll keep my eye, I'll keep my eye on, on that person because I was told. That's why we need to understand that when we come down to names, uh, its origination and how it goes forward is what we need to learn this morning. Let's go. Let's go on to the next slide. Then. Clarifying the importance of names. It gives clarity. Repeat after me. It does what? It gives clarity. It gives purpose. It identifies its function. It enables others to properly evaluate and respond. It establishes value. I mean, that's what it does. That's what it does. Um, and so when we talk about names, it's so critical that we have it nailed down. Let's 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 go on. 
In the introduction and use of names, God permitted Adam to name the animals and his wife Eve. It's imperative and important that we broaden our knowledge and concept of God's great love, uh, grace, and gift, Jesus Christ. That's why I said, at the name uh, of Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. See, the whole idea is this. Uh, Jesus Christ, everything that the Lord reveals magnifies his holy name, the Father's holy name. And so names are very important. That's why we have to be very careful. I have you heard uh, people say, uh, oh, God, thou shalt not take my name in vain. Don't attach, attach, attach it to your disappointments and everything else. If you want to say God, then talk to me about it. Don't just throw it out there, you know. My vocabulary, I, I've totally eradicated it. Whenever I do something uh, that I feel is dumb or stupid, I say, oh, snap. Okay. Uh, uh, I learned that from Gus. I, I said, that's a good word. You know, uh, snap is not talking about anybody or anything like that. Or just say, oh, Donald. But please don't use God's name. It's important. That's for in this Utah season, as we move toward recognizing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's birth, we want to make sure we keep that name in place. This is not ex Christmas or happy holiday. What we're shooting for is having a meaningful Christmas, and you cannot have a meaningful Christmas if you do not really know the person and how you know them by name. Do you know him? That's critical. That's very critical. We are parents that we broaden our knowledge and concept of God. So, uh, of God, uh, great love, grace, uh, and gift, Jesus Christ. Everything that the Lord reveals magnifies his holy name. Let's go on. Thank you. God's master plan was designed and developed before the time was created, and it is embedded uh, in eternity. Consider God's purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.14. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. And so whatever God does, when God created you, it's forever. Every individual you see exist when it didn't exist but now either you are going to be with God or without God either people are going to people die in their sins and go to a place that God never never intended never intended man to go the lake of fire or you'll be with him throughout all eternity seeing all the things and that and with the angels glorifying him and we will have a glorious time that is facts and so whatever he does, he says, why did you do it, Lord? He said, that men may fear before me. This word fear in the Old Testament means reverence, have a great respect for me. There's not a day that goes by. And I'm not saying that so I would put in my message. There's not a day that goes by that I thank God 
for being who he is. And I thank him for creating me and getting involved in my life for eternity because of Christ. That gives me a different perspective of life because there's no telling what type of day you're going to have. And all of us running through these ordinary days will see like everything goes wrong. You know, I mean, things like everything are dropping and stuff. And see like everything go, going wrong. Say, well, Lord, thank you that one foundation I know is Jesus Christ. And he will never go wrong, nor ever leave me. Amen. I I, I like that idea. So, um, being uh, our uh, creator and omniscient God, he knew, get this now, what Satan would do before time, what man would do in the continuum of time, what it would take for reconciliation, bringing us back together again, what the ultimate outcome would be when it's all over, how creation of man was destined in Christ for the transformation of his creation into our becoming sons and daughters in his kingdom forever. All these other things is a process. So that, again, don't get hung up on the news. Uh, we're getting now background on, uh, on this whole picture when it comes down uh, uh, to the Muslim and and the Jews, but but very specifically about the Jews and how God God chose the Jews. He chose to choose the Israelites, and He has a plan for them. Get this now, forever. Why, Lord? Because I want to. And oh, by the way, I chose you in Christ. But why did God choose you? <laughs> because He wanted to. Okay. So then, you are are, are born uh, into a position of making a choice. Okay. You're born a sinner, but you have to make the choice. And Jesus Christ said, I'm giving you a choice. Everybody with me so far? So then here we have Lord, the Lord. And here we have the Lord, who is a, a gracious Lord. And we're learning behind the scene what we call uh, theology, our study of God. And the more we understand that, it helps us in our everyday thinking. And there's some things we're worried about or con concerned about or are challenged with. But if we keep our perspective of God, we know that he's working in and through us and he's going to get us home. Okay. So whether you're in a ditch, don't worry, he's going to get you out of it. Okay. Uh, because our God, uh, uh, you'll find that he'll keep you through that whole process. Trust him. Trust him. Okay. Um, and so um, when it comes to the ultimate outcome would be when it's all over how the creation of man was destined in Christ for the transformation of, of creation into our becoming sons again daughters of kingdom um, of his kingdom forever let's go on my aim my prayer is that we will have a very meaningful Christmas that is not dependent on what we have in our hands, but what we have in our hearts. Here are a few reasons why we should give praise and adoration to our Father's great name. Now, we may not be able to finish, but I'm going to do it, go as far as I can on this. Uh, that's okay. You still got all the way up to Christmas, so, um, uh, so we're going to be uh, dealing with this. First one is his great gift, God our Father, 
is a giver. If you want to be like daddy, then, then understand his great gift. He keeps on giving. And guess what? He gives not only to those who believe, even those who do not believe, don't even care about it. He still gives them food. He still uh, works things out in their lives if they just position themselves. Uh, if the rain falls on the uh, saved and the unsaved. That's the that's the merciful God we, we have. And remember, if a person uh, is, quote, a sinner, or then it says what we as believers are, not to point out they are a sinner, they are probably know that, okay? But the, but we are to be kind and tender-hearted and forgiving. We are to pray for them, do good. That's our responsibility. What that person is, we can't control them. God does that, but we can't control self, amen? And I think that is so important in any given situation. That person made me angry. And the Lord says, oh, good. Well, be ye angry, but sin not. Okay. Might, the person might make you angry, but click your salvation in gear, you know, and and uh, and put that bad, that bad rascal out. They had this uh, new commercial on on fires where the person trying to put the fire out with distinguishing and everything else. And, it kept, and then all of a sudden, this guy comes with a cloth and just throw it over. And the fire goes right out there. The Lord says, just toss it. Uh, when you get frustrated or when you find that thing just gets completely out of hand, toss it, okay? It, it'll help you. God's already in control. It'll help you because he's already going to deal with that person who's messing with you. So chill out. You're a winner. And if you think yourself less than a winner, then the problem is not with God, not with the world, but it's in your thinking. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay. So then... Um, so his, his, uh, his great transition, God our Father is proactive in conveying his love to us, Philippians 2, 5-9. His great love and testimony, God our Father always finished what he has started. Amen? Well, let's get started on the person. The, the number one is his great gift. What is it? His uh, notice I didn't just say his gift. You see, we had to put that uh, that adjective uh, to a, to a really bring it out. His great gift. For unto us, repeat it again, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of the peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. We go on further to the next uh, passage. Since truth always requires the burden of proof Proverbs 12 17 God's gift magnifies his name and the credibility and credentials are considered this list. He is a child that was born. This established his humanity. That's why it's, there's an order when you look at the verse. Unto us, it didn't say um, uh, a son is given. Uh -uh. He says, unto us, a child is born. God permits individuals to be born because he has to, he's going to die for our sin. So a child, physically, he's born. He says, and a son 
is given. So you first given the uh, physical, now you're giving the eternal. And when you put both of them together, once Jesus Christ became a, a, a human being, then what had happened is, and I've used this word over and over again, don't be afraid of it though, it's called hypostatic union. Say it with me, hypostatic union. This word hypostatic union means that you take perfect God, perfect man, put them together, and they are that way throughout all eternity. Now that's love. That's love. And that's what God has done and is doing in our lives. Because of the hypostatic union of Christ, being perfect God and perfect man, he's the perfect example of what he will do to die for our sins. You talking about the magnitude of love, what the extent of what love will do? This is what God is doing. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He did. It is a, a child is born. He is son who was given. This validate his deity. Consider his power, his authority. This recognize his complete rule and control. His name reveals his character, power, and kind intentions. One thing I love about the whole idea of his authority and uh, is the fact that I don't care what the government says, or I don't care what the government has written down. When God says, this is what it's going to be, it's going to be that. Now, it might not be immediately, but it's going to happen. I say to you, because as a believer, and I believe God's word, and I believe that God has used the uh, Jewish nation for that. When you find, when you do actually do the history on what's going on, all of that land belonged to the Jews. <laughs> it actually did. Now, the dynamics of history, because, you know what, God didn't get upset. God is set back. And he's watching them rename it and reclaim it and putting boundaries on it and all these other things. And God says, okay, now it's time for me to act. And then he'll just flip the switch and say, this is my people's land. Leave them alone. Wow. That's the God of Israel. And so when God has blessed you, there's no one that can stifle that blessing outside of what God had purposed for your life. My concern is, are you walking with the Lord? And then his name reveals his character, power, and kind intention. Um, There's so many names of God. El Shaddai, the strong and breasted one, one who fights on our behalf. El Roy, he's able to uh, see what I'm going through and understand what I'm going through. Okay. Omniscient, he's all powerful. Some folks think they're powerful in mind, but they're not. God says, I don't, the only power you have because I gave it to you. All that do is give you a brain amorism, mess up that, those cranials there, you won't be going anywhere. So listen, it's all because I'm doing it. So we talk about his name, his character. Let's go on. Wonderful counselor. You know, don't tell friends who can't help you. All they can do is get the information and tell others what you told and get it wrong in the first place. Why not do it right the first time? That's just an airplane saying amen over this, okay? He's a wonderful, wonderful counselor. And we have that wonderful counselor, which means that when things go wrong, sometimes uh, you don't have the answer 
and the Holy Spirit just lay on your heart. Don't worry about this. Don't, I, I got this. I got this. And that's why the Bible says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. He's a wonder of a, of a counselor. Uh, I was counseling with a couple and uh, things were on the rough side and um, and they were just, I mean, they, it was, I mean, really rough. And so um, as the male was talking, I could see that he was kind of holding back the tears. And I had to say to him, I said, listen carefully. I said, um, you might have an agenda, but I want you to look at your mate and I want you to tell them you're not my enemy. And they said, you're not my enemy. I said, no, no. I said, I'm looking at you. Look at each other. And you tell that person, you're not my enemy. I don't like what we're going through, but you're not my enemy. And, I said, and the reason that you have this type of attitude, and we, we traced it all the way back to where the real fire was. I said, did you all pray? No. Uh, uh, by the way, have you been praying for each other? No. Oh, okay. Then you put out all of this stuff that when something happens, it immediately burns. You could burn and the other person get burned because it was a spiritual problem before it was a physical problem. Jesus Christ said, I'm a wonder of a counselor. What you breaking your name or your life over and, and you're getting all bent out of shape. Just, just wait a minute, wait a minute, just calm down. Says, and here's what the word says. Be still and know that I am God. But Lord, you don't know, be still and know that I am God. God treats, a lot of times God treats us like we do a baby. You know how the baby crying and, and what have you. And uh, when that baby is crying, you're not saying, shut up. Be quiet. I can't take this anymore. You're doing all this screaming. Do you think that baby will get quiet? No. The baby might get louder. Okay. So what happens is you grab that baby, depending on how large that baby is, or grab that baby, and you uh, begin to calm the baby down. Let them know it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know what the Lord's saying when he's a wonderful counselor? It's okay. No one understands you. That's right. I do. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes I get frustrated. <laughs> I got it. And it says, and guess what happened is that he gives perfect peace. He says, my peace. And he's talking to believers now, not unbelievers. He says, my peace. That's the benefit of being in the family. I give unto you. Remember when I said that God is a giver? He says, my peace I give give unto you not as the world giveth give I to you and so when you have God's peace it still might be going crazy out there but your response is thank you Lord you're still in control okay uh, I like a brand new statement I'll be keeping this promise for life is Jesus will meet you exactly where you are in, in, your, in the midst of all that you're going through Jesus will meet you okay then he everlasting father he has established a more intimate relationship with us in the old testament they didn't use the word father that much new testament you have father a very intimate angels do not say father we say father because we were born by selection into his family. 
He's not the man upstairs. Please throw off your, your uh, that great high power. That's what he does. He's Abba. Father. And since, since uh, God is our father, this may be new to some of you all, but Jesus Christ is our brother. And we are one in Christ. He set it all up for us. For us. We're blessed. Wonderful counselor. He's, he's a mighty God, everlasting father. Prince of peace. Ensures stability and protects us from all hostility. All of the above was predetermined before the foundations of the world was laid. All of this, was, all God is doing now is unpackaging everything that has already been laid out. Uh, God is not adding anything along, along the line. Amen. Let's go on to the next slide. His great transition. We'll look at that and then we'll pick up the other one next week. But the great transition uh, to five to nine. It's great. The, his great transition says God our Father is uh, proactive in conveying his love to us. And notice what Philippians 2 says. 2 5. Having this mind among you yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Now talk about the process. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count. Uh, equality with God as a thing to escape. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of man. Remember when I mentioned about hypostatic union? Okay. And being born in the human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, in lieu of all that has been said, God has highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name that is above every name. Remember, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. No. Where is that? Uh, on the heaven, uh, in heaven uh, on earth, it says this, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Jesus went through the whole process from the virgin birth where they tried to kill, uh, kill him uh, all the way up to the cross where he permitted them to kill him on the cross of Calvary. He died on the cross of Calvary. God exalted him on our behalf. Well, let's break this down and kind of wrap it up, okay? One, for the records, our father documented the process of Jesus Christ following the predetermined plan to die on our behalf. It was love and grace at its best. Consider several phrases that are necessary for a Christian's transition to be complete and permanent. Read the person. What does it say? There were no conflicts concerning his deity. Jesus Christ, God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit did not argue about who's going to do what. Everybody knew what their jobs were. And so what happens is that Jesus Christ came as a son, and he submitted himself to the authority of the Father. Once he died, he tagged off with the Holy Spirit. And while Jesus Christ, he moved and sat on the right-hand side of the Father to pray for us, the Holy Spirit comes now and walk alongside of us as we go through our daily situations. And, and so you find that and God the Father is 
is uh, in control of the whole thing. And so we talk about the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and they're active, and all of them love us on the same level. And there's no conflict as to the job. There's he, Everyone knows what their job is, and they don't step on each other's toes. Uh, I like that about that. And where there's unity in heaven, remember, in the spiritual, there'll be unity in the physical. So there's a oneness in the spiritual. And guess what God expects among believers? Our having a oneness, it reflects God. Now, I'm laying all of this out because this is when we talk about the virgin birth and the whole idea of a name. A name is not just given. Some of the names they have nowadays, I say, oh, my goodness, what did they come up with these names? Uh, Whatever happened to Mary or Joe? Or, well, now they're coming up with some names that's way out in left field. And if you ask them what the meaning is, no, I just decided to name my baby this. Uh, no, God has a name that he placed in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, Philippians 2, 5 says, have this in mind among yourself, which is uh, yours in Christ, Jesus. Who would he, uh, I'm sorry, how who, though he was was in the form of God, died, did not, I've got my brain here, account iniquity with God, a thing to be grasped. He, he didn't he didn't see that as when he saw accounted uh, equality, I'm sorry, with God, a thing to be grasped. Let's go to the next verse. Number two, it was an intricate and delicate process, but emptied himself. And taking on the servant being born in the likeness of man. The reason I use this word likeness, and I would underline that word likeness. Remember in Genesis when it says, when God says, let us make man uh, in our image and in our likeness. So God created man in his likeness. Then Jesus Christ came to redeem man, but he came in what? Our likeness in order for us to be saved. What a wonderful Lord we have as we serve him. The Lord used the same words and he's, he's not, uh, he will not hesitate to do that. Uh, so he emptied himself. When we say emptied himself, in other words, uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in his God position, all he was hearing day and night was holy, holy, holy. The sounds of heaven, the angels ringing out that the various ones that were around the throne and what have you, holy, holy, holy. And guess what? He emptied himself from that scene to come into a situation where the Roman, uh, the Roman Empire is in place and uh, uh, there's misery and everything else. Taking the form of a servant, the, the Greek word that is doulos, slave. He took on the form of a slave being born in the likeness of man. Oh, when you talk about scraping the barrel, you talk about the depravity of man, the holiness of God and depravity of man. Uh, there was nothing, no think good thing came from men's thinking because how can a sinner think good things? God is good. Remember that man was created in the likeness of God, but this act revealed the grace, kindness, and love of God. Let's go on. Number three. This was a divine and, and sovereign act that was to be established forever. 
And being found in a, in a human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death and even death on a cross. His form was forever established. He had humbled himself, that is, to die to his personal rights and, and desires. He had to learn how to be obedient. Listen carefully. God, the Son, had to learn how to be obedient. One more time. God, the Father, the Son, had to learn how to be obedient. First, he created man. Man had All man had to do was obey God. He didn't do it. God comes along, Jesus Christ comes along and obeys the Father all the way to death. Even in, in the in, uh, in uh, Gethsemane, he said, Lord, Father, if it be thy will, cause this to pass from me. He said three times, and God said, Total, no. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And guess what our attitude is? Lord, I really want this to change. I, I don't like it. He said, but nevertheless, since I know you're in control, it's not my will, but your will be done. This is the foundation of what we should have a meaningful Christmas. Jesus had to go through all of this for us. It's not whether you received a gift or no. Oh, you forgot my, you didn't even give me a card and, uh, and things like that. You didn't even text me to say Merry Christmas. And so you get an attitude through that whole thing. And the Lord says, you missed the picture. It's not the receiving, it's the giving. And we were born into God's families, not only to receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, but to be givers and to, to be conduits of blessing to others. That's who we are. That's who we are. And that's why you keep saying, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. That's where we have our movements and everything else. So we're going to put on, on hold about his great love and testimony. We'll put that on hold until we meet again. Let's see if we can nail down at least some basic things right now. And that is that when it comes down to a name, the name that we're talking about is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who was born, who died on the cross of Calvary, buried, rose again, so that we he could satisfy the sins of the whole world. God, because it's now, God is not willing that any should perish. Anyone. He wants everyone to be saved, but it's your choice. God doesn't make you get saved. Okay? You have to choose to do that. And it's all because in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because of what he's doing in and through our lives. They had a song, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We have the what? Victory. May we keep that in mind also. So let's close this morning, if, if not anything else. One word, name. The name of God. 
and then our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and what he has done in and through our lives. That's where we talk about a meaningful Christmas. Presents wear out, break up, and everything else. But the name of God exists and holds up throughout all eternity. Choose your gift and use it well. Let's bow in prayer. Father, thank you for our time together with the saints. Thank you for their ability and willingness to listen. We want you to be glorified through this whole process. Great is your faithfulness. For in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints there.